KXSFLP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM, streaming at the World Wide Web at KXSF.FM. This is the Friday Morning Frequencies. Tuning in one more time. And thanks for tuning in. And thanks to our frequency partners, KSFP, San Francisco Public Press, for holding it down for the last six hours. And now you have us, KXSF, on the radio and in your ears on the FM until 4 p.m. And always streaming at KXSF.FM on the World Wide Web. And exciting, exciting things going on today. And uh, we're going to be able to speak and have a reading with um, Stephen Meadows, a California poet with roots in both the Ohlone and settler soil of his home state, California. And we're going to read, he's going to chat, and we're going to talk in a minute to, uh, to Stephen, readings from his work, Releasing the Days, his first book on, on Heyday record, on Heyday uh, Press, as well as the most recent release, Winter Work, on Black Lawrence Press, and as well as Nomadic Press the Poet Laureate of El Dorado County. And then at the 11 o'clock hour, La Doña, the wonderful Cecilia Cassandra Peña-Govea from the Mission District in San Francisco, an interview and featuring her her music, as well as later in maybe the 12 o'clock hour, the incredible Malian Cora player, just in the U.S. Uh, for not the first time, but a, a rare U.S. appearance. He's going to uh, drop in with his Kora duet partner, Salif Bamakora, around 12 or whatever, and we'll play some of that. And uh, so, yeah, a packed and wonderful show. And I thought I would start with another local hero and legend, Rupa Maria from Rupa and the April Fishes. This is the track to begin, Build. And welcome along, KXSF LP San Francisco, 102.5 F. Thank you. 
lose my way I just drop to my knees I put my hands to the ground now And I'm built Feel the earth breathe And I'm built, yeah Got everything I need Water, wind and fire Earth and sunshine Water, wind and fire Earth and sunshine
humans are away when the humans are away when the humans are away KXSF, LP San Francisco, 102.5 FM. Thanks for tuning in. Here's a little introduction music in the background. In the background right now is from South Africa. Madala Kunene, great guitar player. A wonderful album from 2019, Durban Poison at Last. Umoya the track at least that is backing maybe we'll rewind some of that later in the show but um a wonderful release also some uh, versions with guy buttery this is with temba muck mukadena i believe before that sunny war the wonderful release uh anarchist gospel shelter and storm featuring dave rollins the track and then before that Local activist, heroine, musician, Dr. Rupa and the April Fishes, the track Build, title release, title track from that album from 2012. And I want to let you know, taking care of business here. That old Jerusalem is proud to underwrite KXSF. LP San Francisco, 102.5 FM. A small family-owned Mediterranean restaurant with a beautiful heated outdoor patio. Old Jerusalem is 16 years in the heart of the mission. Their beautiful West Bank cuisine is a traditional spread of Middle Eastern delights ranging from lamb on soft shawarma kebabs to vegetarian dishes like falafel and homemade hummus, plus their famous dessert kanafa made in-house on a traditional cast iron griddle. You can check them out at www.oldjerusalem.co or visit at 2966 Mission Street at 26, two blocks from 24th Street BART in San Francisco. And thank you for supporting San Francisco Community Radio KXSF LP San Francisco. 102.5 FM. And we're going to give a call in just a second and get in touch with Stephen Meadows, a California poet with roots in both the Ohlone and settler soil of this home state, California. Born and raised in the Monterey Bay of Central California. Um, and he's published poems in anthologies and collections nationwide. The Sounds of Rattlers and Clappers from the University of Arizona Press. The Dirt is Red Here from Heyday Books. As well as uh, Red Indian Road West from Scarlet Tanager Books. His debut release, Releasing the Days, that was back 2018, 2019, 2011, uh, was heralded in a wonderful work. I just intrigued it, honestly. Uh, as well as uh, uh, Spoken Word CD, Red Smoke, Don Wind, 
with music by David Blonsky. His latest publication, Winter Work, was initially released on, um, on Nomadic Press and is also available on Black Lawrence Press. Stephen is the current Poet Laureate of El Dorado County, California, and we're going to have a chat with him and read some of his wonderful work. I think I'm going to rewind this and get Stephen on the phone because it's too good not to. KXSF.
And that is, and this is, The Poet's Request, Vivaldi's Concerto for Lute, Two Violins, and Continuo in D major. Uh, and I am honored to have uh, Stephen Meadows on the phone and uh, from out there in the Sierra Nevada foothills. Stephen, can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Sounds coming in nicely and clearly. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for for coming along and for being uh, uh, being able to read with us here on our first Friday's Poets segment. We try to um, support local poetry um, with with a reading every every first Friday of the month at this point. And I really uh, was struck by your the two books I've read. Certainly, your most recent work, Winter Work, I guess originally out on Nomadic Press as well as Black Lawrence um, Press. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, tell me a little bit. I mean, uh, the other book is the wonderful uh, out on Heyday Press back in t- 2011, the wonderful Releasing the Days. And, um, you know, I was wondering how it was, you know, you, you got into poetry. It's one of my. You know, the, it's that origin story of, of how people find themselves, how find that they find that expression in writing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, uh, it, it's interesting. Um, I, I came, uh, I come from an old California family, and um, my, uh, my dad uh, happened to have been very interested in, uh, in literature, uh, and all kinds of things. He went to Stanford University back in the 30s when, um, when a lot of people were not going to college. And so I kind of, um, I used to listen to him uh, read to us when we were kids, and uh, it immediately turned, uh, turned around sometime when I was in my early teens uh, to poetry. And um, I, um, I began, I, I really began to have a, a a real uh, liking for the ability to put things, um, great ideas in a very small space. And so I began um, experimenting with, uh, uh, with writing. And, of course, uh, you know, my first poem was uh, probably a mess, but mm. um, I found that I really, uh, I enjoyed the economy of words. I enjoyed... Um, I, I tried writing a novel one time, and I got about halfway through, and I just went, "Wow, this is a, you know, it was I was saying too much." And mm. um, so I went back to poetry, and uh, I have not turned away from it since. Mm. Well, your 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 works are beautiful, really. Um, sort of a, a deep um, essentialism there, kind of talking about. Really, just everyday life and your your life and and your connection to the land and community and family. Some wonderful poems about legacy. Your both your alone and your your sort of settler cologne the the settler mm-hmm. you know California roots there. Uh, did that did did those sort the, did that tension kind of inspire? I don't know if it was a tension really between the two worlds you found yourself in. Maybe the traditional and the more. Um, yeah, more rural because you grew, grew up rurally, right? Yeah, I did. I grew up in Carmel Valley yeah. um, at a time when Carmel Valley was not uh, bumper to bumper and house to house. Yeah, <laughs> there were still fields out there, and, and in the Santa Clara Valley, anyway. Exactly. Yeah, uh, my uh, uh, 
my relatives come from uh, about 1837 in the Carmel Valley, wow. which was pretty early, and um, and I grew up um, uh, knowing all about all about the valley's history, and and actually I, I fortunately had a childhood that was uh, largely surrounded by uh, uh, surrounded by oaks and fields. So mm, um, from an early time, I was inspired by naturalist literature. Mm. But that begs the question, were there particular authors or writers that sort of directed you into this kind of wonderful naturalist style that you have? Is there, were there... Well, yeah. Um, uh, Gary Snyder was one, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the beat poets. And uh, John Steinbeck, uh, I, I read everything, everything I'd get my hands on by John Steinbeck. Mm. Um, he, uh, it, it turns out that at one point, um, when I was a teen, um, John Steinbeck's first wife, Carol Brown, lived next door to me in Carmel Valley, wow. and so I was able to uh, able to talk with her about uh, about Steinbeck and about his uh, Canary Row uh, stories, and mm. uh, it was uh, it was really quite interesting. Wow, were there any kind of takeaways or, or kind of essential I don't know kind of uh, lessons that you got from that interaction with that elder uh, actually it was um, it was more I, w I was becoming really interested in um, in in the authors themselves and the mm. people who were around them and be and I always knew uh, I had always known that uh, that Carol uh, lived right next door but finally i realized that hey i you know i was living next to a uh, she she was uh, a john Steinbeck's first wife and uh, uh sometimes appears pretty prominently in his work so i started talking with her and the more i did uh the, the deeper i got so um i really uh, i began and then growing up i grew up in in new monterey right above canary row so i remember uh, in the days when they were uh, still bringing in tons of sardines every day, uh, the whole the whole town of uh, Monterey just stunk of fish, and we were about five blocks up the road from uh, uh, from Cannery Row, mm. and so uh, that was one of my first introductions to uh, to Steinbeck, and then I read everything I could that mm. I could find on him, and uh, so he was a real uh, he was a real influence, and actually. Kind of inspired me to uh, to explore my locale uh, at greater length. Mm. Um, so I wonder. I mean, we've been talking about writing and influences. I wonder if I could ask you to read a poem at this moment. Sure. Um, let's see. I'll go. Uh, I'll go immediately. I'm, I'm going to write. Read one from uh, from Winter Work. My second. Uh, my second book of poems, uh, and it is—it's um, uh, a poem about um, about being uh, being up in Southern Oregon. I lived up there for a little bit, a bit, a bit, um, and it kind of reminded me of uh, of, uh, of some of the forested areas at home. Mm -hmm. This is called "On the Road Before Rain." Over towards Coquille. I watched the rain come, the bruise of it softening the jagged logged ridge. From this barn roof, banging down the wide nails a foot at a time, no one sees cleaner the quick track of this storm 
chasing the blue stone road upriver to the peaks. The farmhouse away near the creek now swallowed by weather, its chimney smoke scattered in the moments just before the first cold waves of mist bury the barn. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. You can really, uh, I was following along. I have my copy right here. That's just such a, as you were saying, just such a, a beautiful economy of words and such a wonderful sort of imagist. I mean, it's, it's so, I, I can feel that the fog coming in and uh, really beautiful work. Thank you for sharing that. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's really, uh, I, I kind of, uh, I kind of got the impression that, uh, that I could be a, a be a painter uh, with words, and mm. and uh, so I, be, I began thinking of uh, of the places where I lived, and I I frequently, if even if I'm out on the road somewhere, uh, I'll just grab a piece of snatch of paper and and write down impressions of what I'm seeing. Mm. Um, I've always been a naturalist poet, so um, it's uh, it's kind of uh, something that I really enjoy. Do do those kind of diaries and 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 flash images to those so those provide a, a a deep source for your work i wanted to maybe ask a little bit about practice like how you where you pull from and how that goes for you so, yes uh sometimes they do um it is um it is really uh lots of times i find myself uh doing uh, you've always heard about you know poets pulling out a snatch of paper and writing down some words and mm-hmm. and i do that still um it's I'm very, very much in love with the natural world. Um, I, I think uh, many times um, uh, we've messed it up pretty well, and I'm, I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping everything survives. Mm. Um, but for me, um, being out, um, you know, in, in a natural environment is uh, is the place I'd rather be than anywhere else. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it really brings up sort of that that question of poetic mission and and you know there's the just the simple expression of a beauty and the simple expression of place and and you know tribute and but but you know there's a, a long history and i think you probably i don't know if you do resonate with this but the history of of poets as as storytellers as sort of holding community knowledge and wisdom of of bringing that out and part of that in this time, in my estimation, is sort of uh, holding those places of beauty and 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 telling people sort of what what we stand to lose in a way. Exactly, exactly. It, in a sense, um, a lot of the things uh, that appear in my poems, some of them are probably gone. I mean, um, especially in uh, in my hometown. Um, but in a sense, you're right. It's 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 kind of a way of preserving uh, what was there originally, and uh, that's kind of what I like about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that does that sort of I mean you have deep uh, Ohlone roots as well. Does that sort of story tradition does that does that come through in your work? Would you say? Yeah, I would say so. Okay. I would say so. Um, I've got um, I've got several poems uh, about. Um, some of my uh, some of my cousins, mm-hmm. and I can read one or two of those if you'd like. 
Oh, I'd love that. I mean, the, I, some of some of those are some of the most striking ones, especially in releasing the days. There's some gorgeous tribute to family and and really evocations of legacy. Um, but m- maybe I should just let you read one or two of those. And... Okay, I'll do that. Thank you. Um, this is for uh, Alejandro Onesimo. He was one of my uh, pure blood cousins who um, I um, lived basically on the same on the same piece of land with him. The close, dark grain of this antique chair, built about the time you were born, holds for a moment your face and its lines, entwining like the years in my grandfather's field, a transient memory of you. Your walk, distinctive and measured along the road for wine and supper, looking, as they all said, like a bear's in the shade of live oak. You worked with the best of them, and had times been different, you might not have labored for wages. You might have had children. Your signature practiced as a youth more beautiful than my own. Your untutored thoughts all those years like the breathing of the oaks, the plummet and rustle of an acorn in a green, quiet place. That's gorgeous. I mean, the, the, that image of, of your thought Sort of as an acorn, sort of as a, as I'm just talking really in a deep way about our, our mental and 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 just soul connection to the earth there. Oh, exactly. Yeah, it's it's um, it's kind of the way uh, it's kind of the way I've seen I've seen life in general. I've always I've always gone back to those uh, kinds of kind of origins and uh, uh, really. Uh, really have enjoyed uh, being there mm. are there um, uh, did you do you feel like you from some of those elders and peers um, do you feel like you got sort of that kind of transmission of traditional knowledge That's yes I did um, as a matter of fact I, some of my uh, some of my nicest memories are uh, when I was a little kid um, my my grandfather's house was was built in 1885, I believe, and uh, it was uh, it's still there, as a matter of fact, in Carmel Valley Road. But I remember uh, being a, a, a young child sitting in a big overstuffed chair uh, with the adults talking and the fire in the fireplace, um, while uh, uh, you know while I was you know just kind of taking it all in. Uh, so a lot of those a lot of those memories uh, come back to me uh, almost on a daily basis. It's a, it's kind of a reverence that I feel for that. Mm. Um, you know, one of the one of the poems that um, really struck me, and I know you've pro- you probably get a lot of requests for this for for Isabel Meadows. Can you tell us about your? It's your was it your great aunt? Was that right? Did I get that? Yeah, it was my great aunt. Yeah. I have the poem right here. I can probably read it for you. Tell me about um, Isabel, just in your in your memory to begin before we. Yeah. Oh well, um, I never I never had a chance to meet Isabel. Oh okay. Uh, because she was gone before I came along, um, but I heard all kinds of uh, all kinds of stories about her. Um, she was a very uh, she. She was instrumental in, in bringing uh, the local Olone language uh, to uh, to uh, to the general public. Mm. Uh, and as a matter of fact, was taken back to Washington D.C. 
uh, with, um, I think his name was Homer Harrington, um, who was uh, an ethnologist. And she spent several years back there uh, while they um, uh, took a lot of her stories and a lot of her uh, uh, knowledge of uh, the Ohlone language uh, to study. So Wonderful. And when did she pass? When was her... She, uh, you know what? I don't. I think it was 1891. Oh wow! But I'm not wow. certain. Okay. Um, she was. Uh, it was. I believe just before the turn of the century. Mm, okay. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, thank you for that for sharing about her, and uh, it's going to make me want to look her up now for sure. Oh yeah, delve into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you should. She, uh, very famous, actually, mm. in uh, in. Uh, ethnology circles and historical as well. Yeah. And the poem is called "In In the Water Over Stones." In the water over stones, yeah. Mm. It takes about uh, six minutes to read, and I'd be glad to read it for you if you like. But, uh, I would, I uh, would love that. Then maybe we'll take a break, and I, I'll have to do a little radio business. But, uh, but thank you. I'd love to hear this song or this poem. Well, it's a song okay. as well. All right. In the water over stones, for Isabel Meadows. Your voice, Isabel, is a quail's voice, as the sun's song ticks in the brush. It is the hawk's voice, and the heart's heat of the rabbit in the parched summer grass. Nearby, in the river, in the water over stones, it is a willow voice. It is a crayfish voice, in the hollows, in the darkening places. At first light, it is the wind's voice, the mouth of the river Thule voice, the voice of a hundred breezes. The sun marks out the red madrone, and in the canyons, it is a redwood voice, a sycamore voice, sweet-scented. In the spring, it is a lupin voice, a blue, white, and purple coverlet voice all over the hills and the meadows. On the river banks, as the set fires burn and the steelhead run, it is the hunter's voice, flinging the gleamers silver on the sand. Though the houses of rich men now cover these hills, it is your spirit voice, your evening voice, your voice of the western waters. The stars hang out over the point of wolves. On the edge of the world, the sea lions call. The otters break open abalone. It is the voice of the land. It is the voice of bright shells. It is the voice of the valley and the mountain, Isabel. It is the voice of the people, too. It is the weaver's voice. It is the young girl's voice. The gatherers and the singers and the farmer's voice. The wives and the children's and the old woman's voice. It is the Indian voice and the whalerman's voice and the voice of the servant escaping. It is the voice of your face across the years, Isabel, in my grandfather's face, in my father's face, and in my face as well. It is the voice of the ones on the edges, Isabel. It is the voice of the ones with no voices. Hawk and rabbit, quail and brush, water and willow and crayfish and stone, wind in the canyons, daylight through limbs, the lupin, the steelhead, the cook fire's call, beans and tortillas, your memories, Isabel, talking, 
talking to us all. So beautiful. That's such an amazing poem. And um, uh, yeah, thank you for sharing that. And thank you to, well, to, to Isabel for that, uh, for her legacy. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, it seems like part of poetry for me, and I, maybe you can comment on this, part of poetry for me has always been to retain that uh, both cultural legacy, but collective and community memory and to really hold that um do you feel that's sort of part of that mission for you as you write to to hold that for the, for community and for folk oh yeah yeah it's it's uh as we as we progress as a civilization and things get faster and faster um it, it is i think more important to be looking back once in a while and uh and 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 watching it disappear because um it is simply uh, it, it's it's a shame uh sometimes i think we're going so fast that that uh um it, it's uh it's it, it just it really bothers me um but the poems um are my way of trying to paint a picture of what i've seen and leave it behind for other people who you know may not have any I mean, you go back to Carmel Valley now, and, and it's very difficult to, uh, unless you know something about it, um, to realize what a beautiful, beautiful environment it was. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, it's, it's a, such a, a place of contested history, too, with the missions and, and, oh, yeah. and all of that. And, you know, the, really the, the dispossession. I mean, it's a, it's a miracle, really, that the, the various you know, streams of Ohlone language survived because people had to go underground for so many years and hide their heritage. Oh yeah. Definitely. Generations really. Definitely. No, that's, that's, that's very true. Um, uh, and, um, uh, and I, I, I think that Isabel was, uh, was a vital link, um, in, in the earlier days of realizing that, uh, civilization was speeding up and that, that things were being lost, uh, and I'm so I'm so glad. That, that I, I wish I, you know, a lot of times I feel like I like I know her, you know, and uh, but I never got a chance to meet her, and um, she was uh, she was really uh, uh, at the vanguard of of uh, historical legacy. So, I mean, there's also been so much, you know, from taking from that legacy and and her work and the work of so many others. Um, oh yeah, such a, such a recapturing now and a, and a, and a strong, you know, re re recreation in some cases, but but you know also just um, expansion of traditional knowledge and the Ohlone language um, throughout the Bay Area and into into southern southern reaches of of Ohlone territory. So, oh yeah. Oh, by the way, before I before I get too much further on here, I wanted to really thank Kim Shuck. Ah, yes, props. To I, Kim. I really wanted to thank Kim Shuck because uh, um, she and I get along famously, and and uh, and I I um, I have so much to thank her for. Uh, but a wonderful poet, and uh, and you know someone who I uh, I really really look forward to seeing. Mm. Well, um, you know it's it's. You're, I, she turned me on to your work, and you know we've. She's been on this show several times now, actually, and um, 
is such a wonderful poet and 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 is the reason you're here because she put your book into my hands and uh i i'm very grateful for that so thank you thank you kim if you're out there listening thank you Um, well, I want to take a second and uh, we'll come back to that and, and, and maybe some poetry. Going to do the good radio announcer thing and say you're listening to KXSFLP San Francisco, uh, San Francisco Community Radio in the house. And we're honored to be speaking and hearing readings from Stephen Meadows, a California and Ohlone poet, uh, the El Dorado County Poet Laureate, as well as author of um, the books Winter Work. As, and releasing the days, Stephen. I I, I I heard you mention in our our conversation over the last couple of days before this show that you you're represented in in City Lights and and there's other bookstores that you can find this work. How do people connect with your work um, beyond going? Well, I, I'm going to give props to City Lights and to Medicine for Nightmares and to all these other great bookstores in San Francisco. Go to your bookstore, buy the book, but. Uh, how else can people connect with your work and what you do? Well, um, I'm on the internet. Uh, I've got a page there that um, that has some of my work on it. Uh, unfortunately, releasing the days uh, is out of print, um, and I'm hoping, and I've been actually actively working towards getting a reprint done, okay. uh, but haven't uh, haven't managed to do it so far. Um, it's a um, I'm, I'm jealously hanging on to my last two copies, <laughs> and, and so um, I'm hoping that I can uh, that I can engineer some kind of a change there. Um, but winter work, I think, might be still in the city. Uh, it is. Yeah, there are a couple of bookstores it. where it may be, um, and I have to uh, uh, since I, I live up here in the in the foothills. It's uh, it's harder for me to get to San Francisco. Um, but uh, once in a while, I manage to get down there, and uh, and I'll have to see if I can restock mm. um, some of the shelves there. Uh, but it's uh, it's amazing how um, how fast um, uh, books go away because you know uh, poets are not uh, not the richest of folks, and sometimes we're lucky if we get a run of a hundred a hundred books somewhere. Uh, and that goes really quickly. Mm, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so get it while you I'm, can. I'm, There's the message, kids, out there in Radio Land. <laughs> Find Stephen Meadows, buy the book, hold on to it. Exactly. <laughs> really, hang on to it because, and pass it around. Uh, I mean, that, right now, don't uh, hoard it. But yeah, go ahead. I was just, I was joking. I was just going to say, well, you know, hold on to it, but make sure you share it with your friends. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Well, I want to take a minute and uh, do uh, a little uh, promo announcement that I need to do, and we'll come back and hear some more readings with Stephen uh, in just a minute. But first, I want to tell you about some other um, fun shows and music you can hear at KXSFLP San Francisco 102.5 FM, and always streaming at KXSF.FM. I went to a bar. I drank a beer. Hi there. I'm Dan Carlisle. I do the Everything Show on Monday afternoon, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. And here's a sample of my show. One, two, three, four. I got the honky honky. 
I hope to see you right here Monday afternoon, 12 noon to 2 p.m. And thanks for listening to KXSF at 102.5 FM. Indeed. Thank you, Dan. Check him out on Mondays at noon uh, for just about everything, as you can tell. And uh, I want to also let you know, what do you get when you support KXSF Community Radio? You get youth radio, long in the tooth radio. Maybe I'm talking about myself there. Long in the tooth radio at times, loud and uncouth radio. You get public affairs, you get musical chairs, you get music for all shapes and sizes, even big squares. So don't let local independent radio go the way of the buffalo add kxsf to your investment portfolio <clears throat> donate today go to kxsf.fm support and click on the donate button thank you out there in radio land for your support and for supporting the arts here um again we are happy and honored to have uh stephen meadows in the house uh amazing ohlone and um california poet whose work, Winter Works, is out on um, Nomadics Press, also available at um, Black Lawrence Press, um, and releasing the days. Um, thank you, thank you, Stephen, again for coming through and talking with us today. Well, thank you. It's, it's been an honor to, uh, to be on your station and to talk with you. I really uh, I enjoy the way that you have, uh, the way that you have carried out the uh, interview. I'm a radio person too, so uh, I wonder. I know I, we're not done. I, I really job. Thank you so much. You're so welcome, and and I'm not done. I really want to ask about that a little bit because, yeah, radio comrades, and and you're up there on local community radio in the foothills. Is it? Oh, uh, is it near Gardner? Is that right? I, I, or where's your okay. radio station, and what is it? Shout it out for us because we're comrades in the radio world there. Uh, it's KFOK. Ah. It's 95.1 on your FM dial. Um, what's you the, can, I'm sure you can. What's the I'm area? sure I'm on the internet. You yeah. can uh, you can pick it up there. Um, and uh, it's a nice little station. It's a, it's a smallish station. Um, it's uh, up here in uh, in the in the mountains um, above Placerville mm-hmm. uh, in uh, Georgetown which is near Garden Valley, where I live. Uh, and it um, really is a beautiful station. So right. if anybody uh, has a has a hankering for some uh, very small radio, that's it, and good. it's good. Uh, so you do a lot of folk music, and that's, that's, part, that's your, your genre and your music? Yeah, I, um, I, started out, uh, I started out doing folk years ago. I've been on the radio for 30, 35 years. And I started that way because I've always been interested in words, mm. and uh, and I I I loved I loved uh, the uh, uh, '60s rock and roll, um, and I I had a show doing that, and then I, all of a sudden I realized that I really wanted to uh, uh, to delve a little bit into the uh, into the lyrics, and so I started doing that, and so uh, so my show up here is. Uh, it's on K Folk Radio, and it's um, uh, Meadows Road. It's called. Oh, right on. Um, when when is it? If people want to ch- check you, and, and, and Wednesday evenings from six to eight p.m. Excellent. So check that out. It's probably on the internet there at KFOK Radio, and you're yes. listening to KXSF Radio. Um, don't listen to Stephen all the time. Come back and listen to us, but um, check him out because. Um, 
amazing words and i'm i'm sure um, honestly i haven't tuned into your show but um, i'm sure um some amazing music and and stuff to be had there um Steve, I wonder if if you might be willing to read us another poem. We have another, you know, ten minutes or so of of this hour in this segment. Um, sure. Sure. Uh, and again, I, I'm sorry. I want to just say again, we're listening to Stephen Meadows, a lonely poet uh, and California poet from the Sierra foothills, um, a wonderful uh, reader and author. And his new book, Winter Works, or his relatively new book, Winter Works, is out on both Nomadic Press and Black Lawrence Press, if you check it out. Okay, well, I've got a couple of, uh, a couple of poems here uh, that I can read. Um, one is called Bare Root. Uh, and my, since my family was an orchard family, I have kind of carried on the tradition and have my own orchard here. So uh, this is about that. I planted the apricot near an old peach at the edge of this storm that exhausts a worn month, placing the roots into the earth just so, as if each had a predestined place, a warm sleeve in the soil. To allay these fears that crowd close in this dark, I revere now at all cost the slow, desperate days toward the spring that pull hope out of the bark. And the next one is called Winter Work, uh, which is turned out to be the title of my second book. Mm. Beneath a belly of cloud, cold ground takes the clippings. The white breath of pruners is smoke against the stark apple branches rooted dark into the air. A river dove calls from a willow. Far out in the orchard, a ladder's faint rattle. The sharp purple clicks of the shears like clocks incrementally nipping at the day. Mm, both gorgeous. I really loved that 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 um, evocation of work and kind of the rhythm of it and and feeling the the what one does in the winter one has to do to to put one's garden to to bed and to take care of the land that way. It's really gorgeous. exactly. Yeah. So I, I know you're also sort of preparing the ground and the seeds for the next generation. I mean, one of your main works has been as an educator. You're a public school aide. Um, tell me a little bit about that work. I mean, no, I know that, you know, that's such an important part, I think, of of poetic and uh, practice for so many is to, to be an educator. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, yesterday uh, I have a I have a, a small group of students that, that I meet with. Um, and I'm really, I'm, I'm really uh, pleased and somewhat surprised to, to some extent, but uh, that um, that they um, they are really, really interested in, in what I have to say. Um, and uh, it, it's uh, it's nice to look look down and, and see that there are um, people coming along behind you. Um, so I'm I'm really pleased about that. It's uh, it's something that. Uh, um, I, I never, um, I, I did not get a teaching credential um, because in all the years of being in school, I realized that it was, if, if I was, if I did that, I probably would lose my poetry, mm. and so I, I stuck to the poetry. Nice. Well, it's it's. Do you do you find uh, some of the young people following you in that footstep in particular? If you had some kids come up who sort of. Have have taken that same path with you and oh yeah 
Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's um, it, it's interesting, uh, and some of the people um, I'm I. I I, I'm really I'm a, I'm a bit surprised. I didn't know that the interest was there. You know, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you 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 run into folks that are kind of quiet and they don't you know they don't really put themselves out as much as you or I might. Um, but boy, they come to my uh, come to my gatherings and and really uh, they've got some interesting things to say and they're and they're writing writing uh, new poems that show real 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 promise. Mm-hmm. That that must be wonderful and gratifying as a as an educator and as an elder now coming up. I, oh yeah. Maybe I well, could. I like to think of myself as as still being young, even though I'm 74. But <laughs> <laughs> I feel but, you. Yeah, right. you're right. <laughs> <laughs> because you know the the elders really are the ones who do stay young at heart and young in mind to, uh, who who pass, exactly. pass on those legacies. So thank you, thank you for all of that and. Uh, um, uh, I think one last thing I just wanted to, to touch base on is sort of, um, I mean, the, the, I, I know having had some of my in-laws live up kind of in the, in, in the Sierra foothills, a little north of you, more in the, in the uh, area where Gary Snyder is in the Nevada Ridge yeah. in the mm-hmm. Yuba. Um, Grass Valley in that area. Yeah, yeah. Grass Valley. Um, do you, I was curious, did you, I know you wrote a poem for Gary. Did you, have you connected with him directly in that area or you know i i have not um it it's um uh, i've been to a reading or two of his okay. but i have not i um as it turns out um my my dad's family was uh in carmel valley my mom's family was uh in grass valley uh-huh. in the gold rush uh, they came out with the gold rush and um they've got a, a deep history there so um, I've spent uh, not as much time there, unfortunately, but I have. Uh, I ended up living in the gold country, so mm-hmm. um, it's uh, it's kind of uh, interesting how both of my parents figured pretty deeply in in uh, early California. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Um, I wonder. Let's see. It's, uh, do you have maybe one time for one more short poem, and then uh, sure, we'll do that. sure. Uh, let's see. Um, let me, yeah, here's one that I really like. It's called The Clearing. I used to live in a little cabin uh, in an olive grove, uh, surrounded by olive trees. Crickets once again in the night outside, a sound like rushes on the surface of the air, a not-quite-monotonous jazz an incantatory churning. On the edge of this clearing, fog bending over the house, the olive trees silver over the ground, wings among grasses, surrounding and conscious, in darkness, at the doorway to dreams. Mm. That was gorgeous. I didn't read that one. Is that from Winterwork? That is from Winterwork, yes. Yeah, okay. I've done it's called The Clearing. Ah, beautiful. Um, thank you so much for reading that one. Thank you so much for providing that doorway to dreaming for us, that doorway to to connection with ourselves and with the land, which which you know is is one purpose and one one uh, one of the beautiful things about poetry. Thank you so much, Stephen, and thank you for your work. Thank you for coming along to the Friday morning frequencies here at KXSF. 
Well, thank you, Bob. I really appreciate it. I, I'm so honored to have been uh, uh, placed on your show. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, again, you are listening to KXSFLP San Francisco. I'm I'm uh, uh, going to have to do a little spot, but again, thank you, Stephen. And uh, we'll be in touch. Check out his books, Winter Work on Nomadic Press and on Black Lawrence Press, as well as, if you can find it, Releasing the Days on Heyday. Um, Amazing work. Thank you again, Stephen. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Same to you now. Bye now. Bye-bye. And again, uh, Stephen uh, Stephen Meadows, uh, the Poet Laureate of El Dorado County, as well as just an amazing um, uh, poet of, of nature and of legacy and of history. Uh, I do want to let you know, as we end up towards the 11 o'clock hour, that support for KXSF comes from Open Mind Music, a haven for record lovers since 1994. Henry at Open Mind believes music soothes the soul, inspires change, and makes us move. Open Mind has a wide variety from appa to zappa, funk to punk, bebop to hip-hop, including new and used LPs, vintage turntables, local art, and your chance to meet Roxy the Doxy. Open Mind is located at 5521 College Avenue near... Rock Ridge Bart in Oakland. Thank you, Henry, and thank you, Open Mind. You can also check out um, Henry on Wednesdays from 10 to 12 um, on this very radio station. And I think maybe we'll we'll do a little segue with uh, the beautiful uh, South African guitarist. We've been playing some folk and some folk-adjacent music uh, in honor of Stephen Meadows, and thanks again to Stephen for reading... Um, and a little, you know, concertos in the background, as was his choice. Johann Strauss's Trash Polka. Um, and before that, the concerto for lute, two violins, continue on D major, um, as well as now in the background, the oboe concerto, the uh, Vivaldi's oboe concerto, volume one, uh, concerto in C major, RB452. Um, now we're in the Adagio section of section two. So, um, yes, but rare that you'll find that kind of traditional classical music on my show, but that's really great. KXSF, LP San Francisco, it is just after 11 o'clock. Stay tuned for La Doña coming through, uh, speaking to us about her new release, You Can't Eat Clout, her next week's return triumphant shall we say triumphant return home after an extensive tour to the Fillmore on Thursday uh with Son Rompe Para opening incredible band from Mexico City and we'll talk more about that and lots of other things as well as featuring her music in this upcoming second hour but uh I want to play this since I had it queued up the amazing South African guitarist uh Guy Buttery and uh featuring um, some voices, um, uh, sort of a transition of, uh, of Indian music and South African guitar work. KXSFLP San Francisco, 102.5 FM, the Friday morning frequencies.
This is La Doña, and you're listening to KXSF LP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM, San Francisco Community Radio. So we just heard. Uh... Yes, indeed, KXSF LP, San Francisco, and we just heard from Guy Buttery with the amazing South African pianist, well, South African guitarist Guy Buttery, as well as South African uh, pianist... Uh, Tandi and Tuli, and the uh, vocals from, let's see, from uh, Kenada uh, Narahari out of South Africa as well, a wonderful um, mixture. Before that, uh, we were honored and blessed to have um, the Ohlone, California poet, Stephen Meadows in the house reading with us. And now we're moving on. I want to let you know, though, that support for KXSF is provided by Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned cooperative that has been serving San Francisco vegetarian food and providing a model for sustainable living since 1975. Rainbow is located at 1745 Folsom Street, right there at Division Visit them online at rainbow.coop, that's C-O-O-P, and KXSF would like to thank Rainbow Grocery for its continued and ongoing support, and thank you all for tuning in to the Friday Morning Frequencies. We're going to get into this little, uh, this interview and sort of uh, in-depth bit of conversation, as well as a mu- as a kind of a progression featuring her music over the last bunch of years. La Doña, the mission's Cecilia Cassandra Peña Govea, a singer, songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, uh, features a, delves into a wide-ranging styles of music with deep roots in Latin folk traditions from corridos, rancheras, mariachi, and rumba to modern reggaeton, what she calls femeton, which I love that, cumbia, hip-hop. We're going to talk about her reflections about her her tangential path with the music industry and that ambivalence there and her deep nutrients and, and support and of both of community and with community in an activist spirit. Excited about her hometown return next week. We're going to have tickets for the Fillmore on Thursday. Uh, you know, sort of as we get into the interview in the background, some more Madelo Kinene uh, from South Africa with Guy Buttery, Conco Man version number two, a live version at the Westville Theater Club in South Africa, I believe in Johannesburg. But uh, let's let's go, let's leave South Africa and come back to the Bay. Why don't we with La Doña from her first release, her first full-length release, the wonderful Algo Nuevo, and we'll talk some about that. This is Cuando Serán. KXSFLP San Francisco 102.5 FM Desde San Francisco para el mundo 
que quieren comer nuestro pan que nos ofrecen y que es que no están de dónde vienen y cuando se van San Pancho te quiero nace aquí cuánto te debo y yo ni te conozco en la forma que tú estés la gente pintada que quieren comer nuestro pan que nos ofrecen y que es que no están de dónde vienen y cuando se van ay dime cuando se van sueño con terremotos la ciudad para nosotros que quieren comer nuestro pan que nos ofrecen y que es que no is the track that I wrote a few years ago and it was really spurred by these feelings that I was having 
um, around gentrification in my neighborhood and my city and the way that we kind of grow up with the sentiment of feeling kind of um, ostracized or alienated in our own homes, um, in our own streets, in our own neighborhoods, and really um, living somewhere that is in many ways unrecognizable um, to the places that we knew growing up. And it also is compounded by this energy that we also hold as um, San Francisco natives around uh, earthquakes and around um, other climate catastrophes of always feeling this impending doom, right? Of always feeling like there's going to be the big earthquake or a big storm that wipes everyone out and that um, kind of raises everything to the ground and kind of holding a little bit of hope with that um, with that fear, you know, like being mm -hmm. able to look to, towards the future and think about who is really um, going to be left in a in a land that is less hospitable than it was made by, you know, Ed Lee and London Breed, um, mm. specifically naming the tech industry and tech workers. Um, and that it was a very it <laughs> came out at a really interesting time because um it dropped on March 12th, 2020, which was when the uh, pandemic was officially declared by Governor Newsom. And um, we saw this huge, um, we saw this huge flight of tech workers out of the city. And a lot of the apartments that had been occupied were empty. A lot of the office buildings that had been um, filled to the brim with high earning workers um, were completely empty. And so I felt like there was a, uh, I felt that this song was kind of a premonition and it kind of um, really did predict um, to a certain extent what um, we would experience with the kind of the, yeah, this, this big flight of money and resources out of the city. Um, and now you know, it's it's um, it's left us in a pretty specific and special and difficult moment here in San Francisco. We have a lot of disparity. We have a lot of people that were displaced and that um, have fallen victim to drug abuse and to um, substance abuse and other mental health issues uh, living on the streets, you know, left without homes and existing alongside, you know, multimillionaires in, in condos and these huge, um, very luxurious <laughs> apartments and homes. So I think that, you know, the song, when I listen back to it, it means so many things to me on so many different levels. Um, but I do, I do hold it as an anthem for, um, for, you know, housing justice, for social justice, and for, um, placekeeping, you know, having this mm -hmm. energy around us um, about how we create community, how we show up for our community, and um, how we're going to be very difficult to displace in spirit and in arts and in culture. Mm. Well, you've really been a voice for representing the mission in, in particular and representing the city and all its diversity and all its beautiful cultures. There's a place in that too, where the, the money goes and we're in a tight spot but people pull together. And I think that's a real beauty of San Francisco and the mission. I think you've celebrated that as well. The mission was really, a, a, I don't know, torchbearer for that and great mutual aid projects and people looking out for each other. And 
Yeah, definitely. And I think that that's like one of the key notes of that song is that like we're going to remain and we're going to be also there to support each other, um, shouting out Mission Meals Coalition and all the other mutual aid um, initiatives that popped up during that time to really get direct resources, direct aid to the most vulnerable of our communities, undocumented folks, seniors, um, elders, and and differently able people who weren't really able to be out there during the, the onset of COVID. So I think that, you know, we've got us, you know, the community mm -hmm. has, we have our own backs and that's shown time and time again on a very local level throughout these different trials and tribulations, but also on a national level as we see what's going on in Palestine and across the world and different places. I think that like the mission will always be a hub for organizing and for solidarity, um, trans-border alliances and coalition building. And that's what, with all the heartbreak and all of the difficulty of being from the city and living where I grew up and it being so different, I think that that's what really carries my love for the city through is, is the way that we continuously show up for each other and for other third world peoples. Mm, Vete papi, ya no te quiero, no quiero tu caricia ni tu dinero Vente mami, yo quiero algo nuevo, a ver cómo va, a ver quién prefiero Vete papi, ya no te quiero, no quiero tu caricia ni tu dinero Vente mami, yo quiero algo nuevo, a ver cómo va, a ver quién prefiero I like to be fucking with fly first con mamá, soy cama en la house toda la casa
The escalating Palestinian-Israeli crisis is again catching countless innocent children in the crossfire. The Bay Area chapter of the Palestine Children's Relief Fund is one of many nonprofits organizing relief efforts. For 27 years, the PCRF has helped in providing urgent humanitarian care for Gaza's children. For more information, go to at PCRFSF on Facebook or online at PCRF.net. This message is brought to you by KXSF Acts. Oh, thank you indeed, and do what you can for peace. Ceasefire, we're in an interview with, uh, with La Doña, and we just heard the track uh, Algo Nuevo, the title track from her first release, and we'll get into that a little bit. We also heard Cuando Se Van, which she discussed. Continuing on with the interview here at KXSF LP, San Francisco, the Friday morning frequencies about the during COVID and all the struggles that were happening. You had some personal struggles with getting Algo Nuevo out of that first album of yours. It kind of kind of derailed a, like a great bunch of momentum that you had. I, I wonder if you want to talk about that because it seems like you are on that upward rise again, you know? Um, I never want to talk about it because it's Fair. really difficult, but <laughs> I definitely will talk about it. Um, yeah, I mean, having your your debut EP drop on the day that the pandemic drops is really mm. not that fun. It really did take a lot of wind out from my sales, not just because the industry came to a screeching halt, but also because it made me kind of reconsider how I wanted to show up in the industry and how I wanted to really um, carry or engage with this career. And it put a lot of things into perspective. It made me reassess kind of my um, relationship that I had with the music and entertainment industry. It made me realize that like my autonomy and my creative discernment was of the utmost importance. It also made me refocus on um, issues that I think are truly important versus things that the industry makes you want to think are important, like press and coverage and fashion and um, all of these aspects that are important and honestly crucial to a thriving and successful music career. But for me, just really were not at the forefront of my mind during, you know, the crazy world moments like the pandemic and like um, Black Lives Matter and um, all of these other moments that you're like, wow, what am I doing? Why am I doing a walkthrough of my closet right now when like all of these things are happening in the world? So I think that like having that um, hard stop really afforded me. I mean, it was it killed me, you know, like mm. it was horrible. Um, but it also I'm really thankful for it because it gave me the time and the space to to kind of reformulate the way that I wanted to go about everything and uh, with whom. Mm, beautiful. I, I, I can really see that. And I mean, it's interesting that um, the beginning of that release, you know, there's a lot of talk of your your hybrid style about reggaeton, Caribbean beats and hip hop styles. And I really love that righteous turn of phrase, people calling you femiton. I mean, as a feminist and as a, as a radical, you know, representing, um, you know, brown brown and black women do you do you think that still fits i mean it seems like you bring in so much other sort of sources from all diverse cultures and diverse forms of latin music different flavors like rancheros and, and mariachi and everything else does feminine still fit you do you feel like that's that's la Doña? 
Well, you know, I think that like my music is always changing. My catalog is very diverse and it's mm. always shifting. I nece- I don't necessarily identify so much with it anymore. I think while it's, I, I still think it's super important for there to be um, these narratives, these feminist narratives and queer narratives in pop music like reggaeton. But as reggaeton transitions more into a mainstream pop music, um, I feel a little bit less connected to it. Mm. Not because like I am so indie and I'm so hip, but more so just that like the co-optation of music is is very clear and it's very I think that one thing that alienated me a little bit from the production and reproduction of reggaeton is just how um how much pressure there there is on a reggaeton artist to fit this very mainstream image and vocabulary and kind of sonic soundscape, mm-hmm. which I just don't really, I can't really get behind. So I think that um, it was very exciting for me to be engaging with that type of music. And it still is. I still love Dumbo. I still love reggaeton. I still honor, deeply honor and respect the roots of reggaeton. But I think that like now with the proliferation of and like the the crossover of the genre, I feel for me, it's a little bit less urgent and a little bit less representative of a counterculture that I find myself part of. Mm-hmm. You've made beautiful Grancheras and, and mariachi-influenced music, Mal Amor featuring Los Texamaniacs. I think I'm going to play that one, maybe. Or Minuevo, a more beautiful music bringing from those traditions, which tend to be a little masculinist, right? Have you gotten a little flack from the guys for your beautiful in-the-face feminism? No, I haven't. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that uh, in this day and age, we really are have the privilege of not engaging with things that we don't like. So Fair. I think that probably like the hardcore machistas like just won't listen to my music, which is fine. And I'm <laughs> kind of happy for that. But no, I haven't. I've been lucky enough to receive only support from all of the um, older Latino um, male figures in my life. Since I was little, they were my first cheerleaders and they were really the ones that pushed me into playing music and to playing trumpet. So I think that that is um, special and unique to the Bay. Um, but I think that it's also probably part of my personality where I don't really listen to what people have to say to me, any critiques. Like, if you don't like it, it's not for you and that's fine. There's music that's not for me either. Um, but I, I don't really concern myself nor do I seek out any type of feedback from people that I don't align with politically and socially
you know, mastering instruments like the guitaron, the vihuela. Tell me about your family influences. I mean, it's, I remember seeing you guys um, years and years ago as a family and it's just such, you're, you're such an institution in the Bay, your, your whole family. Yes, I'm, I mean, they're truly my idols and my biggest influences. I mean, yeah, I'm just so lucky to be from a musical family, not just because of all of the immense knowledge, like ethnomusic ecological knowledge and ethnographic knowledge that is embedded in the practices that they've passed on to me um, mm -hmm. but also because they taught me how to really show up as an activist and as a community member as an educator um, and how like having these gifts and having this access to playing so much different types of music and these skills these technical skills it really um, it translates into a responsibility that I have to kind of carry this on for other young people or you know people new to music in my community um so I feel always like people are always like who are your musical idols like is it mm. Selena is it Carol G is it? and I'm like no it's my parents you know yeah. it's my family members it's the people that I know to be good ethical human beings active community members um, and who've also studied and shown so much dedication and attention to folk music from all over the world so growing up in that household it was fun it was exciting it was really hard you know being young and having that kind of incredible focus on one thing that you haven't necessarily chosen is very complicated it's it's mm. it's complex um but I wouldn't trade it for the world and if I have a family of my own one day then I would definitely hope to have a family band as well nice and your dad's in your current band Mm -hmm. I love yeah, that. My dad's playing with me and my current band and I'm also gonna have the privilege of inviting the rest of the family band up on stage for the Fillmore show you talked about being an educator and you kind of got that certainly I, I'm sure from your parents who've taught at community music and other places you're wrapping up the tour Fillmore's coming up and there's a few shows after that in the Pacific Northwest you're starting some community work with the California Creative Corps Tell me a little bit about your work as an educator. I mean, you've also like brought a, a mariachi curriculum into the public schools, some incredible stuff. Yeah. Um, so I've been working with a few different organizations since I graduated from college at UC Santa Cruz, but I was the vocal director at the Mission District Sand Musicians program based out of Mission Cultural Center um, as part of Community Music Center's uh, programming. I also, through uh, CMC, work for SFUSD's mariachi program as a mariachi educator throughout the city. Um, and I also teach through SF Jazz's education department, um, through Jazz in the Middle at different schools in San Francisco and in Oakland, um, teaching about, you know, a survey of Black music and the roots of American popular music, roots of jazz, studying blues, studying different influences that come from Africa and come from Latin America, come from the Caribbean, come from the Middle East, and how all of these are influencing um, the music that we know and love and and that represents us as uh, diverse people of the Bay. Um, and on top of that, this year, I've been um, lucky enough to receive a fellowship through the California Arts Council um, by way of the 18th Street Art Center based out of LA. Um, but yeah, I was awarded this grant to do um, compositional work and writing work with my students in Fruitvale in Oakland. Um, so we're right now we're in the middle of we're doing story mapping 
We're looking at the different types of music that we listen to in our homes and that come from our homelands and where those instruments come from, how they migrated to our homelands or our countries of origin, um, how they're reinterpreted and re kind of reappropriated and represented um, here in the US, here in Oakland. Um, and then we're going to also begin writing our own music based in this tradition. So I'm really excited to see what the kids come up with and see what um, what themes are most urgent for them to talk about. Um, and then we're going to get into the studio and be able to record um, based on their generative workshops and their writing. So I'm really I'm really happy to be uh, in community with these youth that they're so brilliant and they they definitely need a little bit of support right now coming out of distance learning coming out of just a lot of different traumatic world happening so I feel a lot of comfort and a lot of inspiration to be able to create with them and to show them the care and love and excitement around music and art that that I was exposed to as a young person. Right on. And that is a year-long process, this fellowship and, and creative mm -hmm. process. Wonderful. And will you have a, a big pachanga and and and, and uh, presentation at the end? That's the that's the goal. That's the Excellent. goal. Yes, I would love to have all of my I my dream and what I expect and what I hope is that I have my band and all of my musicians playing um, on stage with all of my students. I think that's going to be so fun and so beautiful. Right. So yeah, that's the that's the end goal. Well, how do we keep an ear out for that? Like, I also want to know, you know, how do we how do people connect with your music? I want to talk about your new album, Candy Cloud and, and the tour. But uh, yeah, why not? Why not now? Tell us how we can check this out. Check out LaDonia. Yeah, so all of my project updates should be on 18th Street Art Center's page. Um, you can mm -hmm. also follow my Instagram, LaDonia415. My website, also LaDonia415. Um, see the, listen to the music on YouTube, Spotify, Pandora, all the streaming platforms under LaDonia. And I try and keep people up to date there and share fun music that I'm working on and updates to the project. So yeah, online is a great place. I'm always in person. Come see me at shows. I I'm pretty interactive with my audiences, and I I talk a lot about what I have going on and what um what I'm thinking about and working on. So shows and online are a great way to connect. Uh, Instagram page. I loved I loved watching the sessions and some of the preparation for uh your your track off of you can't eat clap Paloma no vuelve amar such a beautiful song and such a beautiful big band sound tell me a little bit about that track and bringing all those people together like definitely some of the best musicians in the in the mission you can tell yes thank you all them people what do you get when you support KXSF Community Radio? You get youth radio, long in the tooth radio, at times, loud and uncouth radio. You get public affairs, you get musical chairs, you get music for all shapes and sizes, even big squares. Don't let local independent radio go the way of the buffalo. Add KXSF to your investment portfolio. Donate today. Go to kxsf.fm support and click on the donate button. Thank you for your support. Drawing from his life work, 
absorbing the vast terrain of all recorded music. Each week, Gage Kennedy expertly curates bespoke programs which lean rock but reveal connections between genres, eras, continents, and cultures. Plus, he always includes long sections that sound like an old motor sputtering or ominous crackly metallic static. It's off the hook. Fridays, 1 to 4 on KXSF LP 102.5. Indeed. Thank you for tuning in. And we're in the middle of an interview and an artist feature with La Doña. And this might be the time. We're talking about the tour and we're coming up to uh, talking about uh, her tour to Mexico and meeting uh, the opening act at the Fillmore next week, Thursday the 9th, Son Rompe, Pera, some great music from Mexico City, some punk cumbia, some, yeah, it's going to be a sweaty night. And I hope you, uh, you, you, you are interested in that. Uh, we're going to play, I wanted to cut that out and take care of those little bits of business uh, that I had to do. But we're going to come back to the interview, talk about uh, the wonderful track, Paloma No Vuelve Amar. And, uh, but first, let's take care of this critical, critical business. I do have tickets for La Doña and Son Rompe Pera. That's Thursday, the 9th, 8 p.m. As I start the interview again, why don't you give me a call here at KXSF, 415-648-7327. That's 415-648-SFCR. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hear this and hear no Paloma no vuelve. We heard before La Doña's Mal de Amor featuring Los Tex Maniacs, wonderful Carido, and uh, of course the clean version of Algo Nuevo. Um, but yeah, call me. You want to go Thursday night four one five next Thursday night four one five six four eight seven three two seven four one five. KXSF 415-648-7327 and back, back, back to the interview. Uh, Instagram page. I loved, I loved watching the sessions and some of the preparation for uh, your your track off of "You Can't Eat Clap." Paloma no vuelve uh, amar. Such a beautiful song and such a beautiful big band sound. Tell me a little bit about that track and bringing all those people together. Like definitely some of the best musicians in the in the mission. You can tell. Yes, uh, thank you. All them people. Um, mm -hmm, yeah, thirteen yeah. piece band directed and led by myself. Um, I think that like that's always been my dream, you know, seeing my dad lead his big band and be the lead singer, lead trumpet player, um, the arranger, composer for um a lot of that music was very inspiring and really kind of told me how I wanted to be and what was fun for me and informed what was fun for me to do as a performer. And so I knew that for this next EP, I wanted to involve as many people as possible. I wanted a really big sound. I wanted to kind of get away from the solely digital production and involve a lot of different sounds, acoustic sounds. And so these live sessions were a way for me to I mean, just make all of those dreams come true, right? Have mm. everybody in there playing live, support a lot of femme artists, a lot of femme musicians, have my childhood friends in there, um, involving a lot of different types of styles and rhythms, just putting all of that together and being able to capture it so that um, I feel like that was my attempt at bringing 
the recording experience to my audience because some people might not know what all is involved in creating a record that sounds like that. So I wanted it to be accessible. I wanted it to be exciting and I wanted it to be, you know, visually stimulating as well for, for different types of listeners and people who enjoy music. Loved your releases, Algo Nuevo, your subsequent single, Sepatis. single Cetaciceros made our station 20 I, I kind of your subsequent single Cetaciceros loved your releases Algo Nuevo your subsequent single Cetaciceros 
made our station 2021's best of list. I think oh, I, nice. I, I kind of pushed the needle on that one a little bit, I have to say. <laughs> but um, so tell me a little bit about you, Candy. Candy Cloud comes out of it comes out of some frustration that I had with the music industry as a whole and just feeling like um, I was always being told like, oh, wait for a label or wait for this interest from this person or don't put that out. That's too risky or that's not your sound or like all of these very limiting kind of opinions that I disagreed with. So yeah, I just decided to self-fund and kind of uh, pair with a label that I trusted and that I knew respected my creative autonomy, which is Text Me Records based out of Different Fur and The Mission. Yeah, I really just took the opportunity to talk all my and do whatever I wanted, you know, like every sound that I wanted was completely up to me. All the lyrics completely written by me, um, instrumentation, vibe, order of the songs, just everything was was um, kind of left up to my discretion, which is a freedom and a liberty that I had been yearning for, but had been told was impossible to attain. Mm-hmm. Um but it's just not true at all. Like it completely is attainable and it just means you got to spend your own money on it. Um, But luckily enough, I work really hard and I've had a lot of performance opportunities. And as I do like six jobs across the project, I'm able to reinvest in um, putting out music that I actually love and am proud of. So Can't Eat Clout is, it's a rejection of the system that all artists, especially young women, are told that we have to adhere to and we have to kind of bow down to. That is just not true. You know, you can do whatever you want as 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 long as it's feeding your soul, as long as it's feeding your community, as long as it's um, as long as it's in keeping with your ethics and your morals. I think that for me, that's my priority. And this EP. Uh, it's a gift to myself and it's a gift to my audience too and just saying that you know I don't have to really wait for a major label I don't really have to censor myself or limit the messages that I'm putting out because this is who I am and this is what I want to hear is there going to be physical media I I don't know I mean (laughs) I haven't um vinyl pressing takes so long I know I really been able to think about that too much but i am working on a libretto which will have all the Con su gran cariño. 
vinyl pressing takes so long. I know. So I really haven't been able to think about that too much. But I am working on a libretto with lots of lyrics of transcription of the music and it will be illustrated by Alyssa Aviles of Suavecita Press who does a lot of my art direction. Um, so that will be in hand. It'll be like kind of in a zine format or a libretto and that will be available um, for my tour. Wonderful. We're looking forward to that. You were just in Mexico. Was, that must have been amazing. Tell me a little bit about that. Mexico was really fun. Mexico was a dream. Um, I had never played there as La Doña. So to go there and really connect with all my Mexico City fans, as well as my Monterrey fans, was really special. It's uh, it's it's cool because part of my family is from Mexico City and part of my family is from Monterrey. So to be able to visit both of those areas it felt like a homecoming in a lot of ways, but it's exciting, you know, it's exciting to be able to play with my group in a whole nother, a whole nother country and to see different types of reactions and also to see the parallels between my audience members and um, between, you know, political affiliations and kind of creative uh, inclinations. I think that I, it was very fortifying and it was very uh, affirming of the, the music and the messages that I put out to see that, um, you know, people, my audience is very different, but they're also very much the same. And I loved being able to connect with more people, different languages and in different spaces in my ancestral homelands. <laughs> Wonderful. How did you meet Rampe? Some... Son, yeah, Sandro Bepera. Um, they oh. actually came to play at Great American Music Hall and I was introduced to them by Guillermo of Psyched Radio. Like this is an amazing group. I would love to do something with them. And so I got together with the manager Timo and we started kind of like brainstorming and thinking about like what we could do. And I told my agents, listen, I want to do a show with them. Um, and they were looking at different venues and finally were like, well, do you want to do the Fillmore? And I was like, do I? <laughs> Fillmore is like my favorite venue in San Francisco. It's such a beautiful building. It's such an epic um, venue. It's hosted some of like the biggest artists that have come through San Francisco. And so to be able to share the stage with them is going to be amazing. Our sounds are very different, but I feel like the base bases of our um, compositions and just mm -hmm. instrumentation is very similar. You know, I also grew up with a lot of vallenato, a lot of cumbia. Um, I love the punk scene. Having gone to Santa Cruz, I love that punk scene and the mosh pit and all of that. So I think it's going to be really, really cool, fun and different type of show um, that like, it's going to be one for the books. Honestly, I don't think uh, that a show like this, I've never seen a lineup like this. And um, I'm if, if I weren't playing it, I would be buying tickets. <laughs> KXSFLP San Francisco 102.5 FM. I'm going to finish this up in just a second, but I need to take care of some business. Thanks to La Doña. Um, to uh, the, the wonderful uh, Cecilia Cassandra Peña-Govea for coming through and doing this interview with us. And congrats to the ticket winners and congrats, well, congrats to you because you get a chance to see Son Rompe Pera and La Doña at the Fillmore on Thursday the 9th. You should definitely not sleep, as she was saying. So let's take care of this business and be right, right back. The Salesian Boys and Girls Club radio show on KXSF 102.5 FM 
is presented by the Salesian Boys and Girls Club. The club has been serving children ages 8 to 18 in San Francisco and the Bay Area for over 100 years. Founded in 1921, the club is located in North Beach at 680 Filbert Street. Members have access to academics, athletics, creative and fine arts, summer programs including sleepaway camp, and other field trips. You can find out more at salesianclub.org. The escalating Palestinian-Israeli crisis is again catching countless innocent children in the crossfire. The Bay Area chapter of the Palestine Children's Relief Fund is one of many nonprofits organizing relief efforts. For 27 years, the PCRF has helped in providing urgent humanitarian care for Gaza's children. For more information, go to at PCRFSF on Facebook or online at PCRF.net. This message is brought to you by KXSF Acts. And thank you for whatever you can do for peace, for ceasefire, for all of that. Um, yeah, so a wonderful interview. We got a few more minutes, a couple more minutes. Uh, stay tuned, though. We're going to have a call in or a zoom in, I'm not quite sure, with uh, the wonderful Malian Kora player, Madhu Siddiqui Diabate, who is also in town um, this week and is performing that same evening, sadly, Thursday, at the BAM House in, uh, in Oakland, the uh, Black Arts Movement House, um, organized by the Lower Bottom Players and uh, Oakland's Poet Laureate, uh, Delian Zinga, among other folks, a great duet uh, of Cora, Cora music, with uh, his, uh, Madhu's partner, Sadif Bamakora, uh, beautiful duets and hopefully we'll have a call in after this but let's finish the interview thanks again to Ladonia, and please don't sleep those tickets are going to go quick at the Fillmore for Ladonia and Son Rompepera this is Ladonia in interview and KXSF LP San Francisco Absolutely. and I don't always say that like I don't have a big ego about this like I love my music but I love my music I'm not like I'm the best and that's it but this show is going to be the best <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm telling everybody it's going to be off the hook I mean between the two of you guys ah brilliance so yeah Thursday the 9th be there be square as one might say <laughs> mm -hmm. definitely so I'm excited for that show Thank you again for taking so much time. And uh, I, I know you're at home, but uh, I'm sure you're busy as heck. So I want to honor that. And, oh, know. of course. Thank you, Bob. It was really fun talking and I appreciate your questions and I hope to see you at the show. Anything else you want to tell the people about the show? What can we look forward to? We got You must be bringing in all the homies. Yes, bringing in a big band, bringing in my full um 10-piece band plus the family, so 14-piece mm. band, wow. um, playing some new music, playing some cumbias, playing some rancheras, some mariachi, um, big outfits, new merch. Uh, <laughs> it'll it'll have all of your favorite things, so come out. And um, also just an acknowledgement of the difficult times that we're in right now and all the pain that we're carrying collectively. I think that um, urging people to be active um, in the streets and also doing things that are gen regenerative for them and bringing, um, bringing joy and healing. So this is going to be a good way to show up, to be in community with everyone, to maybe become inspired and also to um, share space with like-minded people. This is La Lonia and you're listening to KXSF LP San Francisco, 102.5 FM San Francisco Community Radio. 
Indeed. Thank you to Ladronia, and thank you to you all in Radio Land for tuning in and checking us out here on San Francisco Community Radio, your radio station. So, you know, if you can donate, check us out, and we are always in need of support. Um, it's expensive to run this, this radio station. And uh, check us out at KXSF slash support slash uh, dot donate you know just check out the website lots of great archives lots of great live sessions um and maybe i'll start with some other some wonderful other mission music as we look forward to hearing from madu Siddiqui diabate but i think i want to go with makruz a classic a, a classic mission district song the wonderful uh vivir from my crew, from Conexion.
familia, this is Raúl Vargas, a San Francisco based musician representing the bands Macru, Dos Bandoleros and Stambul Connection. I want to give a shout out to KXSF Radio for always holding it down and supporting local businesses, providing a home for many local artists and bands. Please consider donating online today at kxsf.fm. Thanks for supporting the local music scene by supporting non-profit community radio, KXSF 102.5 FM, San Francisco. KXSF, LP San Francisco. Thank you to McCrew. Thank you to La Doña. Thank you to the wonderful Mission District music scene. Again, check La Doña out Thursday. Congrats to the ticket winners again. And Thursday, this next Thursday at the Fillmore with Son Rompe Pera. A wonderful show. And some music from Vufarcatore at the Amaras Desert Music Festival in 2011 with. Hopefully our next guest, Madhu Siddiqui Diabate on Cora, also the Bama Boys and uh, a bunch of folk, but a lovely track. The Meeting of the Minstrels, Desert Jam number two.
And this is KXSF LP San Francisco 102.5 FM meeting of the minstrels, the Desert Jam number two with View Farcatore and the Cora player Madhu Sadike Diabate uh, live at the Amorous Desert Music Festival in 2011 um, in North Africa. I want to let you know uh, first before we go on, I, I should take care of this this business that support for KXSF is provided by Old Jerusalem, proud to underwrite KXSF, a small family-owned Mediterranean restaurant with a beautiful heated outdoor patio. Old Jerusalem is 16 years in the heart of the mission. Their West Bank cuisine is a traditional spread of Middle Eastern delights. You can check them out at www.oldjerusalem.co or visit at 2966 Mission Street at 26th, two blocks from 24th Street, Barton, San Francisco. And as we play on, I am honored to have calling in by phone um, the chorus player that you're hearing in the background, Madhu Sadike Diabate, a 71st generation Jele Grio Coro master um, in the line of, of inheritance of that legacy from Mali, uh, accompanied by an, in an amazing uh, and rare U.S. appearance. Uh, accompanied by his dear friend uh, uh, Salif Bamakura, who I am honored to have on the line. You guys are there? Yeah, we're here. Thanks for having us, Bob. Well, thank you for for calling in, sort of spontaneously like this. I know you're 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 in traffic or something. I can hear the the <laughs> the, the, the beeping of 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 some somebody in reverse. But yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm excited to hear about this gig. We we were honored recently to have uh, Sona Jabarte um, on the program, and um, oh, I I love I love the Cora. Um, you know, I I remember buying the Senegal's Lamina Kante record many many years ago, um, and Sadike uh, uh, Madu Sadike Diabate is, I mean, really a living legend. Has uh, accompanied. Um, really, really one of the highest, uh, uh, an award-winning con- uh, chora player, um, highly respected in Monday society throughout, throughout West Africa, renowned for his dramatic virtuosity, and 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 is playing with you in a rare chora uh, duet. Um, Matu, welcome to the Bay Area. I know you travel widely. You've played with so many people like Baba Mal and Salif Keita. Um, how is it uh, coming to? the to the west coast and playing this music uh yeah i'm good i'm okay i'm so happy to be here yeah uh well thank you for calling in um and thank you for your your gorgeous music um tell me maybe salif a little bit about the gig it's Mm -hmm. it's a rare uh duet a chora duet performance coming up next week um, yeah, so we'll be playing at the uh, the Bam House in Oakland, and um, so uh, I've been uh, studying with Madhu for mm, not quite twenty years, but <clears throat> just about. Mm. Um, it's really uh, just a, you know an amazing uh, privilege and honor to to get to play Cora and uh, and to have. Uh, such an excellent teacher uh, as Madhu. So we're, uh, you know, we've we've worked together on on quite a number of things over the years. Uh, produced a couple of albums, 
uh, for him. And, uh, and so we're, uh, we, we have done some duet concerts and tours before, but it has been now since 2009, uh, since we, uh, since we've done this. So, um, yeah, this is, but it's, it's really just an opportunity to, to highlight, uh, you know, one of my favorite musical experiences is, is, is hearing the chorus duets and, um, and, and also having an opportunity to talk a little bit into the uh, the history and the context of the of the music uh, of the instrument, uh, just so that people can have a little taste and a little experience of uh, you know how much more is really going on with the music than just the beautiful sound. Mm. Uh, the sound is is really there uh, to to. To carry the, the the history and the stories, um, and 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 the culture, um, and it's a, it's a very beautiful culture of of praise and of remembrance, and um, and so naturally uh, it has a very beautiful music that that is its vehicle, um, and and so we get to you know, just to, to share a little bit of that with people. Uh, and it's, it's really a, a pleasure and an honor to get to do so. Mm. I, I understand part of it, as you said, is, is sort of some talk about the history and legacy storytelling as well. Um, uh, tell me a little bit about that. Is it sort of a, a, a narrative about the history? And I'm really curious about just the, the the legacy of the instrument itself it's you know thousand well maybe not a thousand but at least 700 years of musical evolution through the griot tradition yeah and it's and it's it's from a you know the 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 griot tradition the tradition of jelia uh stretches back yeah a very long time you know as we we're saying earlier madhu is uh is the 71st generation in his family uh you know from father to son to inherit this lineage and uh so there are you know the 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 history of manding society is all is an oral history um and you know music is really the uh is really the vehicle which carries that um you know it's 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 uh you know it helps in remembering and it also helps in the just the animation of the retelling of the story um you know but these are are stories that are passed down through many generations and so there's the uh you know the 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 like any good story there's many dynamics at play mm. um and so some of those are, you know, knowledge and awareness of historical events or notable people. Uh, some of that is knowledge of, uh, you know, just just uh, cultural values mm. uh, that are expressed. Um, you know, and and there's a, you know, like I said, there's these very central elements of praise and of remembrance, and those are. Uh, really, you know, like praising, you know, praising the people that we value in society, praising 
the 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 culture uh, that we value and and uh, and and wish to see continued. Um, you know, this is how this is uh, disseminated and spread out uh, to be shared uh, with the society. Mm. Beautiful. Um, and I'm really curious as well. I mean, I, I, you know, I have a really long standing love and appreciation for Cora and the tradition and the Cora music. But well, one, one thing, and maybe I'll address this to Madhu, is just the, you know, again, hundreds of years evolution of this instrument, I think, you know, from roots in the Ngoni Shepherd's Harp in West Africa. And uh, tell me a little bit about, Madhu, if you could, maybe a little bit about the, the instrument itself and, and what is so unique about it. For those who don't know, 21 String Cora from West Africa. Okay, I'm uh, going you know, moon, like, Cora, Aboramu, like, characteristic, the instrument. So originally, Cora is coming from uh, from Guinea-Bissau, mm. in uh, uh, like on the far west coast of Africa. Mm -hmm. Right. So at that time. You know, this is all before, you know, these are, have the country names that we know them as now. Uh, those are really all like colonial uh, states that are established. And so this is all Manding, mm -hmm. uh, the Manding Empire at that time. Mm -hmm. So during the, the time of, of Sunjata in the 13th century, Mm -hmm. Right. So this is something that has been in 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 his family, the Jabate family, uh, you know, this since that time. Yeah. So that's uh, I mean, just a just a little bit about the instrument. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but yes, it's a it's a twenty one string uh, harp. Um, it's made uh, with uh, calabash and uh, cow skin uh, and a uh, like a hardwood neck, typically a rosewood. Um, there have been some, you know, some evolutions of the instrument over the years. Uh, you know, it's, it's very common now to see uh, chorus built with uh, with mechanical tuning. Uh, you know, similar to like a guitar or a bass, or, or even a violin, those type of tuners. Um, but previously, it's, it's a, a different system, actually using a round neck and, uh, and a braided rawhide band uh, that with tension lock on that neck. Um, but those, those chords are, are still in use. Both Madhu and I still play. Uh, that type of Cora as well. Well, um, t so again, I'm speaking with uh, Salif Bamakora and his uh, mentor and, and one of the leading uh, Cora maestros in the world, Madhu Sadike Diabate, 
who are performing on this Thursday, November the next Thursday, this next week, Thursday, November 9th at the the BAM, the Black Arts Movement House at 1540 Broadway um, at 7 p.m. Um, so again, a, a Cora duet, fairly unique experience, I, I think, for San Francisco and Bay Area audiences. Yeah, there's really uh, there's really not uh, too much going on in the in the world of uh, of Cora duets uh, at this point. I know that when I started playing Cora, uh, was right around the same time that uh, an album called New Ancient Strings uh, was released, and that is uh, Tumani Debate and Balike Sissoko. Uh, Tumani is the older brother uh, of Madhu. Um, and even that is, uh, you know, that's New Ancient Strings uh, was the follow-up album to an album called Ancient Strings, uh, which had uh, both uh, Madhu and Tumani's father, Siddiqui, and, uh, and the, uh, the father of Balake uh, Sisoko, Jalimari Sisoko. Mm. Well, um... um it sounds sounds beautiful and and really an incredible opportunity for folks. Um, how how do how do folks connect with and get tickets? And we do have some tickets to give away. So if you're interested, uh, yeah. do that. You know, but I, but I if they, if they don't get their free are... tickets, how how do people connect? Um, and so it's uh, it's through uh, the, I think the the lower bottom players are the uh, they are hosting uh, this event. And um, and so the ticketing is through them. Uh, let me see. Uh, it is on the stage. Uh, on the stage tickets um, is the is the platform that they're using. Great. I don't actually have. Uh, you know, I mean, the, it's a, a link that I have. No, that's that's fine. Uh, I just wanted to. Be sure that that got out there, that you can check it out at, at Lower Bottom Playas. That's P-L-A-Y-A-Z. And, you know, just search for uh, for Bam House for Medusa Diki Diabate um, in, a, in this rare U.S. performance of a Cora duet. Um, and I want to yes. thank you guys. And so we also have uh, a, a really special guest that we're excited uh, who's going to come and join us for uh, a few songs. As uh, a Malian singer, uh, her name is Awa Sango, um, and just really an, an exceptional voice, uh, very knowledgeable in the uh, in the traditional music, and uh, and so uh, she's spectacular. It's it's really uh, really a pleasure and an honor uh, to to get to to work together in this in this context. Uh, I think it's going to be a really magical night of music. Mm. Wonderful. Yeah, I wondered about that. I thought I noticed a, another player. Um, and again, yep. it's it's this Thursday, the coming up Thursday, the 9th, at the BAM House, the Black Arts Movement House at 1540 Broadway in Oakland. Search for that or yep. search for Madhu uh, Siddiqui Diabate. I wanted to maybe um, ask Madhu about his his most recent album, Buruju, and we I have queued up Kodokan, Kodokan, am I saying mm -hmm. that right? Korokan. Korokan. Yep. Um, 
yep. maybe Madhu could tell me a little bit about this song or uh, and the album itself, and uh, also how do people connect with his music in on on platforms? Where is the best way to to find out and and get get your get uh, Madhu's music? I'm basically uh so uh buruju is like the 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 place where where things come from mm. it's like the you know similar to like the roots uh or the 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 lineage like uh you know the ancestors um and koraka koraka we mentioned so uh koraka is a, a a song with a blessing in it um it is uh also uh you know a song commonly known as uh as kaira um and is is yeah is 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 well known for for the blessing that it carries um and and to to find you on uh on like the social media platforms there is the Madhu Siddiqui Diabate uh official uh page on Facebook uh also Madhu Siddiqui Diabate on Instagram uh I think those are the two yep um so those uh yeah both of those places check out uh Madhu's posting you know clips from concerts and various performances and recordings there uh very regularly wonderful and again this coming Thursday the 9th at the Bam House at 1540 Broadway in Oakland 7 p.m. at doors um the wonderful Madhu Siddiqui Diabate and Salif Damakora in a unique experience the Cora duet performance um so I want to play um I want to play Cora Khan is there anything else uh, Madhu or Sadi uh Salif you'd like to say and pass on about this show about what's coming up or are there other shows or workshop opportunities for people Well we're uh we're in Los Angeles uh this weekend we're going to be playing at Motherland Music in Inglewood tonight um we're playing a uh it's a private event tomorrow night um and then we'll be in Oakland on the 9th and we'll be in uh Nevada City uh on the 11th. Well nice. And, we're, we're in Nevada City. Um, what's that? We're in Nevada City. Uh we're playing uh at uh the Life Force Academy Excellent. building. It's right on uh Broad Street in Nevada City. Um and we're actually going to be doing a uh like a a video of that concert. There'll be live video footage from that show. Mm-hmm. Um we have uh also some uh some days planned in the studio uh to uh to record uh some of the the duets that we'll be playing and uh we'll be having Awa join us for some of that as well. Uh so this is uh you know it's really just a, a short tour at this point. Uh we're just um 
you know, picking picking this uh, this project back up um, because it's something that we both really love to do, and uh, so we're we're looking forward to uh, to doing more of the Cora duet shows in the future. Uh, this is uh, just sort of the uh, like the initiation of that process, you might say. Wonderful. Well, thank you. Uh, gentlemen again for coming through and uh, talking to us about this wonderful uh, concert and about the the Korda Um, and this is Korda Khan a blessing and if you want to go to the show on Thursday uh, November 8th uh, at 7pm at the BAM house in Oakland you can also as this plays give me a call at 415-648-7327-415-648 Seven three two seven. This is Kordakan. Thank you, Madhu. I'm honored that you took some time to speak with us, and Salif, honored as well that you can come through here at KXSFLP San Francisco. Thanks very much for having us, Bob. And this is the blessing, the blessing song of Kordakan. Yes. Here we go. Thank you again, gentlemen. Have a wonderful tour. Excellent. Thanks so much for having us, Bob. Bye. And again, 
Community Music Center is a San Francisco vital hub for music education and performance anchored in the city's Mission District and the Outer Richmond. Founded in 1921, CMC is a nonprofit organization providing high-quality music instruction to anyone, regardless of financial means, and inspiring students to reach their fullest potential. For information on classes, summer camps, or how you can help CMC enrich scholarships for in-need students, go to sfcmc.org. Thank you, San Francisco Community Music, for supporting the local music scene and for educating a new generation of musicians here in San Francisco. Check them out at cmcsf.org. And uh, yeah, props, of course, as we referenced in the interview with La Doña, with uh, Cecilia Peña-Govea, how uh, she and really her whole family, her father Miguel Ocovea and her mom, uh, taught folkloric music there and continue to do so. Really a vital institution in the mission and in the Richmond Thank you for supporting that and for supporting us here at KXSF LP, San Francisco, 102.5 FM. Thank you to La Doña, to Cecilia for coming through and doing that interview. Um, again, she is performing, as, as is Madhu Siddiqui, and Madhu Siddiqui Diabate and Salif Bamakura, uh, both, sadly, on, can't do both, on Thursday, next Thursday, the 8th, Salif and Madhu performing their Cora duets at the BAM House uh, in Oakland on Thursday and La Doña in San Francisco. So maybe it's a, a, buy, a buy bay thing. You know, we'll stay here. Oakland folks will go there. In any event, um, uh, you know, La Doña performing with Son Rompe. Pera. It's going to be an off-the-hook show. Speaking of off-the-hook, Gage is in the house ready to go. But an off-the-hook show at the Fillmore Thursday, the 8th, uh, 9th, I mean, uh, at the Fillmore. Mm, don't sleep. May well sell out, and what a great show it'll be. Um, and again, thanks to our poet, our Friday morning, our Friday, our first Friday's poet, Stephen uh, Meadows, the wonderful uh, California Lone poet, naturalist poet, a, a poet of place and legacy, and thanks to him for coming through and reading. Check out his new book, Winter Work, um, on Nomadic Press. Um, and, yeah, let me tell you what we heard. We heard uh, spirit people. Maybe we'll go back and play a little more minstrel, uh, Meeting of the Minstrels, View Farcatori, and Madhu Sadiq Diabadi in the background. But uh, thanks again to, um, to all of them for 
for coming through. And I also realized I should take care of this business right now that uh, KXSF is supported in part and underwritten by Standard Deviant Brewing. Uh, a w wonderful, well, I don't know. It's a great craft brewer with an indoor beer garden atmosphere located at 280 14th Street in San Francisco's Mission District. Standard Deviant brews a wide array of fresh uh, local beers, including lagers, IPAs, Heifeweizen, porters, and the infamous Horchata Cream Ale. Standard Deviant welcomes all races, genders, religions, and strives to support groups in San Francisco making a positive impact on the community. Thank you, Standard Deviant, for supporting KXSF, San Francisco Community Radio. And Gage is in the house again. Stay tuned at 1 o'clock for Off the Hook and amazing music with Flappy and The Verge all the way, you know, uh, till 4 p.m. on the FM and always streaming at kxsf.fm. And... Uh, I was going with this. Uh, this is where I was going. I thought, you know, I wanted to uh, acknowledge, um, again, look, we, did, we sort of talked a lot about LaDonia's activism and especially just in terms of her stance with the music industry and for community. Um, and part of that community was um, the sadly, uh, sadly lost... Lost to police violence. Uh, uh, Bernal Hill resident, very near here, where we're broadcasting from on unceded Ramai Tushaloni territory. Uh, the death of Sean Ronarosa years ago has spurred countless uh, calls for change, and there's a new mural, because I am wont to talk about murals and art. There's a new mural that is on 24th and South Van S for Sean. Um, that is uh, going to have its unveiling uh, on Saturday, I believe from 12 to 2, but you go by and check it out. An honoring of Sean, an honoring of the work uh, by her, his sisters to hold um, the Vallejo police accountable. And so I thought I would play one more track from La Doña, uh, Chuparosa, the butterfly the, from Freedom Songs mixtape, a single when she was talking about Black Lives Matter. This came out in that time um, for Sean Monterosa. And I thought I would play that and carry on. While we wait for Gage, this is KXSF LP San Francisco 102.5 FM. Your San Francisco Community Radio. This is Chuparosa La Doña.
violence across the globe in Palestine has you feeling frustrated, angry, and helpless, there are ways to channel those feelings into action. The Bay Area chapter of the Council on American-Islamic Relations has suggestions for direct action you can take to help. Go to ca.cair.com sfba for a list of empowering ideas to benefit this war-torn region. You can also go online to kxsf.fm kxsf-acts for more information. Out, uh, 
on the Friday morning frequencies. And out. Thanks for tuning in. This is from Oakland. In recognition of Mali and Madhu Siddiqui Bhibati. Mali Descarga from Orchestra Gold. This is signing out. Stay tuned for Gage. Takes this stuff up from San Francisco.